Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. going on poppy welcome back buddy thanks partner how you doing well welcome back to you too because we took last week off yeah welcome back to to you guys there yeah but we took the week off poppy took a little vacation uh mm-hmm. holman decided to uh also take a vacation take a little vacation uh just spent the weekend with my girlfriend we just kicked it and uh, got some quality time in uh she's on a little girls weekend here where is she at you never told me uh so they are actually her her big from college um and th- Three of her closest friends—they're all just kicking at her apartment. Oh, cool! So no, nothing crazy. They're just—they're yeah. they're just chilling out. Yeah, nothing crazy. Um, they're all just kicking it, hanging out. That's what's up. Letting the toots fly, but they won't tell us. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. How was your weekend, though, buddy? How was it? How was the trip? Uh, I was good. You know, I didn't. Uh, of, co- of course, with any with, with any uh, any vacation, you never want to come back. Uh, this Facts. one. This one was different. This was. Um, mine and Steph's first weekend away together so it was nice dude how nice is it to get away just the two of you it's, it's so it, nice it's great man yeah like like going at, going out with your friends and all that kind of stuff that's a lot of fun oh yeah um when you tj and i just kicked it down in charleston like that was a blast right like we had we had i mean we came back with literally the adventures of cowboy poopy and spanky right 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 um but yeah i mean heading heading down with her it was it was great um we stayed right in the inlet, which I was a little weary. I was a little weary of at first, just because like around the boardwalk, there's so much commotion going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on down there. Yeah, and there was a Duncan right around the corner from us as well. That's kind of clutch. Yeah, but um, but you know, it was quiet. Uh, surprisingly, all right. Uh, we stayed at some motel. I know motels don't really have the best reputation around Ocean City, but this one was nice. I was ve- like it was very well kept, like electronic lock on the door, all that stuff. Oh, nice, yeah. That was better than the Red Roof Inn that we stayed in Fucking in Myrtle Beach. Hell, dude, you're telling me, dude. Just every like thirty minutes, there was a like, random kid screaming in like three doors down or like right. in the hallway. We right. couldn't pinpoint where it came from. I feel like at some point it was to the left of the room. Some point it was to the right of the room. Yeah, it was I just, all over the place. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that place is haunted. At one point, I it might have been in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it could have. It could have been us. We just don't know it. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. Uh, but you know it was it was it was really nice. Um she never had like the whole experience of um like going out down to the Ocean City. Okay. Um like, Neither have I. Well, I, I'm I'm aware. <laughs> um I uh I I I gave you that text like, "Hey, like, what's up?" Yeah. Like you trying to shithead. Well, I made the mistake once. It, 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 <laughs> it's 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 a happy mistake. Well, well, regardless, <laughs> but um, went to the Purple Moose, which I'd never been to before. That was nice. Right yeah, I've on, never been there. Yeah, right on the boardwalk. Um, they have uh really really good like a really good frozen drinks like like slushy machines. Ooh, so they were really good there. You could talk me into some of them. Yeah, you could, you could talk me into some of them, especially if it's like ninety degrees outside. Yeah, we went we went when it was uh when it was nighttime. Ooh, um, it was good music on the bar, all that stuff. Went to. 
the lazy lizard. She, uh, she got a frozen banana um, when we went to dinner on Friday night. Okay. She's still talking about how good it is. All right. Uh, it was it was it was fire. Yeah. Um, and then just normal stuff like fish tail secrets. Just your just your normal typical shit. Yeah. Um. It costs us fifteen dollars a head in order to get the secrets. Damn, there's a cover. Well, it's uh, it was Friday night. Okay. There was a band playing in the club. Uh, that was pretty good. Okay. It, was, it was it was it was a pretty good band. I'm not gonna lie. What kind of music are they playing? Like just all over the place? Like. Yeah, you know, it was um. So it was strictly '80s Billy Joel. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not strictly. That's not not strictly <laughs> '80s Billy Joel. <laughs> no, it was um. So, so the band had um had a male and a female singer. All right. So they went back and forth with singing songs. Oh. So like, so like the the ch- the chick was really talented. Question. What's up? Did they sing picture? No. They missed an opportunity there. I know. Why, well, why didn't they? Well, I mean, it, I mean, like, have you ever been in the club at Secrets? No. Okay. Never well, been. That's why. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to go for the for the for the bachelor party. Well, yeah. I mean, that's coming up too. Yeah. But um, she was really, really good. She's like really good, like really talented singer. But this dude was a trip. Like, like he, like he is the epitome of the word entertainer. Okay. Like dancing around, very, very um, like extravagant movements, all all that stuff. Very distracting of how bad of a singer he actually was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a good singer. Don't get me wrong. Like better than you and I. Oh yeah. Okay, well, but that's, like, that's that's the bar's pretty low there. But the way he like. Had like he had like the crowd by his nuts. Wow, had the whole crowd by the crowd's nuts. Yeah, how'd yeah, that feel? It, how'd that feel for you? Um, me, I was okay with it. Okay, had your um, balls and you were fine. Yeah, I like as a grown man, I'm comfortable with that. It's okay. It, that doesn't necessarily bother me. Yeah, it's 2022. Right. Yeah. Maybe I was just, just checking in. Yeah. Maybe some other people weren't too keen on it. Yeah, I was just um, checking in with home base there. I'm no, just checking on the home base. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all joking aside. It was great weather. Um, yeah, you told me it was like it was like low to mid eighties. I got to lay, yeah, I got to, I got to lay on the beach. Yeah, you're not two days. sweating your balls off, and then go putting them in the singer's hands. <laughs> that poor guy. Think about that. The ocean was a little rough, but oh, it was yeah. still, but it was it was still good. Yeah, not well. Let's just be honest. We got spoiled at Charleston. We did Sullivan's Island down in Charleston, South Carolina spoiled us. We did. Only only bad thing is, so where we sat on the beach. For those of you who have been in who those of you who, that have been on the Ocean City Boardwalk, yeah. Um, literally the first little the first little walkway you can take down onto the beach past Ripley's Believe It or Not. That was where we were on the beach. So we were like in prime territory of everybody. Mm-hmm. So it, it was crowded, but then again, at the same time. I had a backpack. She had a cooler. I carried both the chairs, and we just sat there. Nice. And 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 that was it. Like we didn't have to have this whole setup, anything like that. Um. So it, yeah, it was it, it was just nice. That's perfect. Well, while we're talking about Charleston, South Carolina, I said we move over to NFL or to the to college football here. But before we do that, we got something to crack open here. Yeah. So, um, local here in Maryland, well, Eldersburg, sixteen twenty three Brewing Company, um. It's it's good. They got good beers over there. We are drinking the ain't nothing but a hop thing. It's a it's a West Coast IPA. It was a colorful can, and my man Holman here is very very easily stimulated. So that's why we have it. Yeah. Well, I also I saw that it was a West Coast IPA, and I was like, well, I kind of want to try that. Looking at it, 
It's uh, it's got hints of citrus, peaches, and berries. So I got high hopes on this. I think this is going to be just absolute fire. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be good as well. Um, we'll go ahead and get these things open, and we'll go ahead and try it. That was crisp. You held your mic like right next to it. Yeah, I had to get into it. All right, oh, cheers, brother. Cheers, sir. Let's get into it. Oh, that's delightful. It is good. That's delightful. It'd probably be much better on tap, though. Oh, yeah. Let's go there after this. Um, I can't. I can't either. Um, so while we're talking about Charleston, South Carolina, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, but the University of South Carolina is in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, and they have, uh, they have two different mascots. One is the one that dances around the stadium, and one is a live one. Right, so they have a live rooster as a as a mascot. His current name is Sir Big Spur. Okay, well, Sir Big Spur has some new owners, and the new owners do not want to clip uh the top of the roosters like uh, the little red thing on top. I don't know the name of it. Um, so the old owners told them, well, then you can't use the name Big uh Sir, Sir Big, Big Spur. Spur. So. They put out a poll online of what they should change the name to. Has a bunch of different options. We're going to read through them. They got General, Coop or Cooper, Kickin' Chicken, Captain Cluck, Brewster, Cluck Norris, Marco Polio, Cockadoodle Dude, <laughs> Mr. Chicken Scratch, and the most voted upon name. Oh, God, I can't wait to hear this. Cock Commander. Oh, thank the Lord. Because, <laughs> see, cause see, this is the thing. You go from Sir Big Spur to, like, Cluck Norris. Like, Cluck Norris is, like, so played out. Yeah. So, so my, like, my, uh, my hopes for the, those team names were pretty were low. But okay. But yeah, it, 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 it brought it back around there at the end. My, my thing is, you... You put something like that on the internet, and you give them the option of naming the chicken Cock Commander. What do you think the internet is going to pick? There's no way you put that on the list, and you're like, yeah, that's the one. Right. Like, no, you, you I, no, knew, I, they, they had to have known what they were doing, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, th- I, think, um, I think Cock Commander is a good one. I think it is. I can't imagine. I can't imagine them actually going through with Cock Commander. They, uh, dude, if 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 they don't, if the people of University of South Carolina does not get their way, they will riot. I'd riot too. I I would riot if I picked Cock Commander. It was the overwhelming favorite, and it didn't win. Oh, it was. It was absolutely the overwhelming favorite. Let's see. I just voted for Cock Commander, um, just because I was curious. So currently, um, Mister Chicken Scratch has eighty eight votes. <laughs> Kicking Chicken has 223. You innocent, innocent souls. Uh, Captain Cluck has 254. Brewster has 286. General has 359. Marco Polio has uh, 393. That cracks me up, dude. It was funny. Cockadoodle Dude has 399. Coop or Cooper has 498. Cluck Norris has 930. And Cock Commander has almost 13,000. God damn. <laughs> 
Good lord. See, this is the thing. This is the thing. They probably wanted to do Cock Commander really, really bad, but they knew that they couldn't just have that one single option. Yeah. They probably had to have more involved. They need 35 35 more votes for Cock Commander to be an even 13,000. That's insane. Like, they're almost at 13,000 votes. That cracks me up. Like, 12,000 and... 35 more votes than the next closest. That's awesome. I love that. Obviously, Cock Commander is going to be the next one. So, oh, yeah. We just went. Sorry, South Carolina. Well, speaking of South Carolina, uh, while we, were, while we hit, were on our two-week hiatus, the um, preseason top 25 was released. Yes, sir. Uh, South Carolina received two, bo- two votes in order to be in the top 25. That's why I mentioned them. Uh, okay. Um, All right. They didn't make it, though, did they? No, 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 no. Oh, that's a shame. No, for example, they had two. Tennessee had 180. And Tennessee, Tennessee is the 26th team in the country. Dang. Yeah. So the disrespect on those two teams. Texas had 164. Mm. Anyway, so I'll go, I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and run it down here from top to bottom. Uh, your 25th team in the nation is BYU Cougars, followed by Houston Cougars. The Cincinnati Bearcats, last year's surprise team. They're the number 23 team in the country. Another surprising team uh, is Wake Forest. They're number 22 heading into, heading into this season. What are they, the something Deacons or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the Demon Deacons. Demon Deacons, um, that's what it is. The only thing with them is their quarterback, Sam Hartman, uh-huh. He is uh, he's away from the team at the moment. I don't know. He's expected to return this season. Okay. But he was his emergence was a real big reason why Wake Forest played for the ACC title game last year. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, well, that and Clemson stuck it up, stunk it up last year. Well, yeah, yeah, but um, I'm trying to give Wake Forest and the fans the credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the credit that they deserve. Um, number 21 is Ole Miss, and then uh, number 20 is Kentucky. Arkansas is 19. Arkansas, Arkansas. Uh, Wisconsin is 18. Pittsburgh, 17. Miami, Florida is 16. There's a Miami of Ohio. That's why I clarified. I think them at 16 is a little low, but we'll probably discuss yeah, that. Yeah, we'll discuss this here in a minute. Uh, Michigan State, 15. Uh, USC Trojans at 14. I think that might be high for them. I think that's low, personally. I think, I think it's a little high for them. We'll, we'll discuss. Um, NC State is 13. Oklahoma State is 12. Oregon is 11. Then your top 10 is Baylor. Uh, your Oklahoma Sooners at 9. Oh, that's too low. Michigan Wolverines at 8. Utah at 7. I think that's a little high. Texas A&M at 6. Notre Dame 5. Clemson 4. It's too high. Georgia 3. Ohio State 2. And your number one team in the country receiving... Uh, an overwhelming fifty-four perc- or fifty-four first-place votes is the Alabama Crimson Tide. They deserve it. Yeah, I mean Nick Saban has even gone on the record to say last year was just a last year. Last year was a how did he quote it? Uh, I think a rebuilding year. Rebuild year. Yeah. Something La- like that. Last year was a rebuilding year, and they lost in the national championship game. You had Jameson Williams and John Mechie. Yeah. Bryce Young. Yeah. I wasn't a... You didn't have a rebuild year. You had a pretty good year. Right. You made that. You made the championship game. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You won the SEC. 
You won yeah. the SEC championship. That wasn't a rebuild year. What's up? You good over there? My headset came unplugged. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm good that's, now. That's no good. Yeah. yeah, I think Alabama at one. Uh, I think... Ohio State two. I, yeah, Ohio State two, for sure. Georgia three. I like that. They lost a lot of pieces over there. I mean, they, they damn near lost their entire starting defense. Yeah. And their two running backs. And George Pickens. Uh, I think they lost a tight end, too. Not the tight end, though. Yeah, they're... Uh, His name is escaping me, but he's going to be the I mean he's he's pr- probably the most dynamic player in the SEC. I'm trying I'm trying to pull up his name now. I'm not sure. I think Clemson at 4 is too high. Do you? After such a lackluster season last season, I think it's I don't think I think it's kind of disrespectful to put him at 4. Brock Bowers. Okay. Um remember, remember that name. Give Brock. it uh he's a sophomore right now. Give it give it a year or two. Uh he'll be a um first round talent. Uh, top five, top, top 10, top five potential. Yeah. Top five draft pick for a tight end. Wow. Yep. Okay. Doesn't happen too often. I mean, we did just see with Kyle Pitts, but it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, he's, um, very, very, very talented there. So again, remember that name. Uh, he's going to be, um, he's going, he's, he's, he's going to give a lot of people trouble down in the SEC. Because he's he's kind of like that Kyle Pitts type type of player, huh. where where he's dynamic like a wide receiver, but he's big. He's six. He's fucking six four. Jesus. So I mean, he, he's a he's he's a um he's a PTB. Okay. PTP. Primetime player. Primetime player. All right. Uh, yeah, I think Clemson at fours is uh just wrong. I think Utah at seven uh is just wrong as well. Um. I think the likes of uh, like Michigan should be higher than Utah, personally. Um, I think even Oklahoma and Baylor should probably be higher than Utah. Um, maybe in Oklahoma State. Um, I think USC should be in the top 10. I don't know. I, I don't know about USC yet. I know that they got our former coaching quarterback in Lincoln Riley and... Um, Caleb no. Williams. No, 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 no. They did bring in Jordan our, Addison. Not our, yours. Mine, okay. Well, I was just saying our for, you know, my Sooner Nation. Um, <laughs> gotta, you know, I got to talk to him. Um, and, they, and they brought in, what's his name, Jordan Addison. Uh, he's probably going to be first wide receiver taken off the board next year's draft, um, barring no injuries. Obviously, I hope there's no injuries. Either him or Smith and Jigba. Yeah. That, that kid from Ohio State's going to be a dog. Yeah. Um, those are going to be the top two receivers in the draft. I think that's uh, that's pretty much lock and key at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's tough to see um, that Pac-12 uh, that that conference is kind of weak. I know they're moving over to the Big Ten. I don't think that starts this year though. Next year, I believe. Yeah, I mean they got some time for that. The same way that you Oklahoma know, and Texas are going the, over to the um, SEC. Speaking of the Big Ten, they just um just had seven. Billion dollar TV deal designed. Yeah, well, that and that's why right. UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten because the Big Ten is selling. They're selling tickets. They're making money. Yeah, you're not making money in the Pac-12. No, sorry about it. No, and I mean, I mean, this is the thing too. So what they're so what the goal is for the Big Ten now at this point? They want to have games at twelve. They want their games to go off last. 
as well. They want to start first. They want to end last. Well, yeah, there's the there's the like Fox Big Noon and everything like that. And it's huge for college football. Yeah. I mean, that's where pretty much, you know, college football today is and everything like that. And, you know, that's where um, Homie puts the mascot head on his on his head. I, his name is escaping me right now. Uh, Lee Corso. Yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. That guy. That nut job. <laughs> Love him, though. He's he's a good nut job. Yeah. Um just a harmless old man. Just a harmless old man. Uh yeah, I don't know. I think um I think Utah should be a little bit lower. Um I think Oklahoma Baylor, um, Michigan should be above them. Um and I honestly think I think Miami of Florida, uh the U, I think they're a little low too. I think Mario Cristobal is really gonna turn that program around. I'll tell you. I think he's going to do good for them. There is one team that's missing from the top 25. Ah, horns down. Hook them horns, baby. Nah, good. They can stay out there. Look, I'll say, I'll say this about Texas. They wear orange. That's all you need to know. They wear burnt orange. Look, eh. quarterback Quinn Ewers, he didn't, pl- he didn't play at all last season because he was behind C.J. Stroud. Sure. He's been, he's been named the starter at Texas. Um, they have a, they they picked up a lot of pieces, so they're retooled. They're ready to go. Um, but I'll be very very honest with you. I think Bijan Robinson is about to win the Heisman. I've been telling everybody. I look. I I'm hate Texas. Saying it now. I hate Texas, but I've been trying to tell everybody that Bijan Robinson is that guy. Bijan Robinson is going to win the Heisman. He is him. He is a dog. He's got the dog in him. He's he is him. Bijan Robinson is going to be a stud. He's more than likely going to be the first running back taken off the board in next year's draft. Not more than likely. I don't know. Bill Belichick might fuck around and draft somebody from like uh I don't even know. Memphis. All right, let me see here. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to pull up their um their class rank from 2022. <laughs> He's a dog, dude. I told you I was watching uh it was the Red River Red River rivalry. It's always tough to say. I know you struggle with it all. The I time. do. Yeah. And uh the dude was saying he is going to be the closest thing we've seen to Reggie Bush in college. And he's bigger than Reggie Bush. Yeah. So okay, so so te- Texas is bringing in the number five recruiting class. Yes, did they ha- did they have it down near last year? Absolutely. That's not a, that's not a question. Te- Texas as a whole has not been competitive since probably Colt McCoy has gone to, gone to the NFL. That's probably fair. That's probably but, fair to say. But even even those Texas teams, they weren't. Texas with Colt McCoy, they weren't anything crazy. They weren't that great of a team. Um, heavens, Bessie. Uh, um, you good over there? Yeah. Right. Look, it it's 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 something about it's something about Texas. I think um, I think this is the time where they're they're gonna write the ship. The ball is going to start rolling. I'm just saying, get on board with Texas now. No, I look. I, I'm not. I'm not telling you. 
Okay. Personally, I'm just like I'm. I'm just saying, Texas is not going to be the same Texas that we have seen for the majority of our lifespan. That's like me telling you to hop on with like Notre Dame or Michigan. Right. Right. I I can't do that personally. So. All the the play, the players they're bringing in, they're gonna they're gonna make immediate impact. They were five and seven last year. They have to have some influx of, like an influx of players into the program now, in order to make sure that they're going to be competitive here coming up this upcoming season. Um, they have they got two two top five, um, two top five tackle or offensive linemen at their individual positions. Two both five star players. They're bringing in a plethora of four star guys. They're going to have talent all around the ball. I'm just saying, if you're not hip to Texas now, next year, when Arch Manning comes up, then you're going to fucking know. I'm not worried about him. Stop. I'm not worried about Arch. I'm not. Stop. I'm not worried about him. We're going to be all right. You're just saying that because you're an Oklahoma fan. Absolutely, I am. Boomer Sooner, baby. And and look, I'm I'm not trying I'm not trying to like discredit Oklahoma or anything like that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to talk bad about Oklahoma. Nothing. I like like I know Oklahoma holds a very near and dear spot in your heart. Just just like I know you're not going to come around and shit on Maryland or shit on even though I shit on Maryland all the time. But it, but you're not you're not going to say shit about Maryland. You're not going to say shit about Ohio State. Those are my two teams. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not talking shit about Oklahoma. I'm just saying, Texas is not going to be the same pushover that they have been. Oklahoma is not going to be able to just kick the shit out of them like they have been in the past. It'll be a little bit more competitive of a of a rivalry, but uh, ultimately, <laughs> Oklahoma is still going to come out on top. You're being facetious. It's it's not going to be a little bit more competitive. It's going to be much more competitive. These games are going to be games that you're going to want to see. I already want to see them because it's well, a good rivalry. Well, now it's going to be even better because Texas is getting better. That's the point that I'm making. I agree they're going to get better, but they, I still don't know if they're holding a, holding a flame to uh, Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State at the top of the conference. Well, un- un- until they can prove otherwise, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a fair assumption. And soon we're going over to the SEC, Oklahoma and Texas, that is. Um, and then the both of our fan bases, I mean, we have to deal with the likes of LSU and right. Bama and Georgia and Ole Miss. Right. Even Tennessee. I'm just saying, Texas, they're on they're on the outside looking in right now. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if they make a run. They they have potential. I'm not naive enough to say that. I'm just being I'm just being a shithead. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm just being a shithead. Uh, oh, trust trust me. I know you, I know you are because <laughs> I can see the face that you're making towards me. Yeah. And I know you well enough to where I know that you're just being a shithead. Right. Uh yeah, I'm just being a shithead to be a shithead at this point. I think I've said that word more than I've ever said it in my life right. in the 30 seconds. Cuz I mean, I lo- I like the NFL where it's so driven on the play for quarterback. Yeah. College, college, you can have a running back just absolutely take over fucking games, and and you'll win. Yeah. So, um, we saw Alabama do it for pretty much the entirety of the 2010s. Well, that's a little different because they they were they were fielding, and if you look at those teams, I'm pretty sure everybody besides like the third string punters on the NFL roster. That's fair. <laughs> what was that running back room a while ago? 
wasn't it wasn't it not uh Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Kenyon Drake all in the same running back room at Bama? TJ Yeldon, Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, I want to say one more. Not Mark Ingram, because Mark Ingram was before all them. Uh, who was it? Mark Ingram is what it got it all started. I think he got them all. Maybe. Maybe I missed TJ Yeldon then. That running back room is just insane. God bless. Yeah. I, I kind of want to look that up now. But yeah, so, I mean, college football starts tomorrow, man. We've yes, made it. it. Does. We've yes, made it. it does. And NFL starts in two weeks. We have our actual first fantasy draft here tonight. Yes, sir. In a, just uh, in about an hour. Yeah. Um, so you guys will hear that live. He's looking at them now. Trying to. I mean, dude, I mean, also, if you, if, if you think about it, back-to-back years, they had two wide receivers go in the top 15. Yeah, it was, uh, it was TJ Yeldon, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and Kenyon Drake. Okay. God bless. Think about that. Those are all NFL guys. Good Lord, dude. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> NFL guys. And they would have they would have had another wide receiver taken in the top ten this year if he didn't get hurt so late in the season. Yeah. Oh man. And you know what's crazy? I think they're about to do it all over again this year. They might. I think they're gonna do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, dude, that they were just they were just so loaded over there. Mm-hmm. I, I I just couldn't believe it. Um but yeah, man, it's uh that's an, that's enough about college football. It's here. We're all happy for it. Um, oh my God! You know, in 2015, it was Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, and Bo Scarborough. Yep. God bless America. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Gee whiz! All right. Gee willikers. Gee willikers. Let's hop over to uh, to some NFL here. While we're talking football, let's let's hop into the NFL. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. So, um, before last week's preseason game of the Ravens and the Cardinals, Jay Glazer was on set talking to, um, uh, it looked like, was it uh, Sean Payton? And um, who's the main guy from, from Fox? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, Jay Glazer was talking to him. And he was talking about Lamar Jackson's contract, of course, because that's what everybody's talking about. Yeah. Um, and apparently, according to Jake Glazer, they've already offered Lamar more than Kyler Murray got. But the Deshaun Watson deal is kind of throwing things out of whack. Because I'm sure Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't see the Ravens wanting to do that. Now, I just want to talk about that for a second. <sighs> that was all speculation from Jake Glazer there. Um, about the, the fully guaranteed thing. So he said, um, it's reported that they've, you know, offered him more than Kyler Murray as, as Lamar Jackson deserves. Lamar Jackson has done more than Kyler Murray. Um, but it's all speculated that he wanted more or he wanted the fully guaranteed deal like Deshaun Watson. My thing is, is there's just going to be a lot of speculations about it. The same way that everybody was speculating what Deshaun Watson's suspension was going to be before uh, Sue Robinson made her ruling. Because um, the Ravens keep things in-house. Yeah. Like, the deal for Hollywood Brown to go to Arizona was done well before the draft even started. Yeah. But everybody thought it was a draft day trade. No. That had been in the works. 
That's why Hollywood Brown was already on a flight to Arizona for the Arizona draft party. Yeah, that, that, that's, why, that's why he was there. They keep it close to the chest. They're, they're, they'll keep it locked in. So I don't think there's going to be anything leaking about Lamar's contract until the contract is done. Right. Now, yeah. with that being said, they, they only got about two more weeks to get that shit done. Yeah, he did. He did come out and say that once the regular season starts, he's gonna stop. He's gonna stop the negotiations for now. Which, I like it. Which, in all honesty, I kind of expect because at this point, at that point, games start to matter. Mm-hmm. So why continue to sit in meetings and try to get something worked out when okay, I'm just gonna go out. I'm gonna go ahead and ball. Yeah. And then after the season, come back and, and after the season, I'll sit back down and then we'll talk about it again. Yeah, and I, I think. Uh... I think Lamar is okay for that because his price is only going to go up. Mm. If you're the Ravens, um, you want to get this deal done before the season starts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if Lamar Jackson has the season that I anticipate he's going to have, um, you're going to want to get this deal done now. Yeah, because his price is only going to go up. Mm. You're going to have to pay him more than you're paying Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which is over $50 million a year, which yeah. is an outrageous number to pay any player of football anywhere at any position. I think that's just nuts to me, but that's the market. That's what the NFL's done. Right. Um, yeah, I think also just as an organization, you want that distraction gone. Right, yeah. I mean, you, you don't want it to be discussed week in and week out because at some point, well, not, not at some point, I know like after one week, okay, first game of the season, we come out and we just annihilate the Jets. Hi, hi, hypothetically here. Hypothetically I, I'm, speaking. I'm, yep, I'm just saying, hypothetically, we come out and annihilate the Jets. First question, first question, one of the first questions they're going to ask Lamar Jackson is, uh, Lamar, what's the status of your contract? Yep, first question. Um, well, we, I just threw for five touchdowns against the Jets, so why don't we talk about that instead? Yeah. Makes you wonder. I mean, I'm not even worried about week one. I'm worried about, like, week 17, week 18, where we're fighting for a playoff spot. Like, let's say we, you know, <laughs> we win week 17 and then week 18 matters. Yeah. Against the I think we play the Bengals in the last week of the season. I think we do. Let's say let's say that game matters. It's us versus the Bengals, winner wins the division. Yeah. It's possible. It could happen. And they're like, Lamar, with this coming up, do you do you think this game matters? You know, if if you lose, do you think your contract goes down? Well, fuck. Yeah. That's the last thing you want. Right. Now that's weighing on his brain while he's trying to prepare to win the division. I mean, I will say Lamar Jack I mean Lamar's Lamar's done this for five this is year five now for him. At this point now, like he knows how to handle himself when it comes to the media. Um, I will say something about the media in Baltimore. They're not like they don't they don't dig at you to dig at you. It's but, not the media around Baltimore that you got to worry about. Well, it's the snakes in the grass from the other shit. Well, agreed, but it but the people he would be interacting with the majority of the time the. Baltimore media. Yeah, we don't have to worry about Jamison Hensley over here asking about his contract every third week of the, ye- of the right, year. Right, right. It's a little snakes in the grass from, from some of the other things that want to break the story. Right. It's like, I asked the right question and I got the answer. Right. ESPN, sign me. Sports Illustrated, sign me. The little snakes in the grass. Right. That's who you got to worry about. <sighs> like us. I'll get my press badge. I wouldn't do that because yeah. I'm a Ravens fan, so I'm not doing that. You know, I, I will say this was um, I forget who show it was. But Brady Qu- Brady Quinn is on it. It's a it's a it's a podcast. Okay. Brady Quinn, who was a former who was a former former draft pick, played quarterback, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. 
um, they were having the, having a discussion. It was it was pertaining to Lamar Jackson and his contract, and um, a, and pertaining to um, the uh, the Sean Watson deal as well. Yeah, and the people on the show came out and said that um, this the whole Deshaun Watson thing, um. It might be the worst sign and trade in NFL history. If you look back if you look back on it now. I would agree. Yeah. I mean I I, I mean I think it is personally. You gave up you gave up all this stuff for a quarterback who's not gonna play. No. Oh, no, no. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. But then you pay this guy who's being suspended by the league. Because he can't, doesn't know how to keep his hands to himself. He's such a weirdo. I can't stand him. Brady, Brady Quinn said it best. This is something you and I say all the time. This is why the Browns will always be the Browns. That's what Brady Quinn said. We say a very similar thing on this podcast. Bad teams make bad decisions. The Browns are a bad team. Right. Yeah. Just is what it is. How about the Browns? And you want, let's, let's, let's elaborate on that. Baker Mayfield was announced the starting quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Week one, the Carolina Panthers play the Cleveland Browns. I'm excited, man. I really am. If you guys remember, I think we had touched on it a few weeks ago when the trade happened. Um, <laughs> um, the Cleveland Browns are paying, I believe, the majority of Baker Mayfield's salary in order to facilitate the trade and get Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland. So by saying that, the Cleveland Browns are paying both starting quarterbacks in week one. They're paying Baker Mayfield to try to beat him. i got to interrupt you for a second. Oh, God, what, what is happening? It's 7 o'clock. Yes, it is. You don't want to check. I'm, allu- I'm, allu- I'm alluding to our draft positions. Oh, man. You don't want to look. You have the number one draft pick, don't you? Huh? I have the number one draft pick. Yes. <laughs> no! I have the tenth pick. Damn it! So you know what that means? Daddy's where he's comfortable. Hey, I'm not where I'm comfortable. Hey, Christian McCaffrey first off the board. Saying it now. There you go. I'm saying it now. I'm so I'm taking first overall. I know everybody wants to talk about Jonathan Taylor, and uh, you know what? Well, let's pivot here. We're just gonna p- make a little pivot move. Fuck yeah. Deshaun Watson. We're done with him. Um, dude, first overall pick. I'm a little upset about it. It's not where I'm comfortable. I'm just gonna be honest. I there's not a little flex here, and, and I know you you flex the same muscles. I I tend to place pretty well in in fantasy leagues, I do. so I tend to draft towards the yeah. back of the first round, and that's where I'm comfortable. Yeah, I mean, there's so much pressure with like those first three picks. I told you, I had a feeling I'm gonna end up like yeah. We talked about. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I was just curious because I did end up. I was the best team in the league last year. Like I finished eleven and three, but you were right behind me at ten and four, and you have the tenth pick. I wasn't last year. Yeah, so so I'm not sure exactly. Um, Matt won, I believe, and he's picking eighth. Yeah. Anyway, I hate picking that early in the draft. Yeah, I mean, so so one thing I do pride myself on when it comes to fantasy is that I like I'm very like fantasy is one of those things where it's. You got you got to get lucky. It is, it is a lot of luck. It is it is a lot of luck. Case in point, I'm pretty sure in every single draft that you and I were in last year, you got Cooper Cup in the seventh round. 
damn near. I was high on him. I loved him. I told you that I loved him. I told you that I think Matt Stafford was going to love him. Yeah, and and Cooper Cup put up arguably the greatest the greatest single season by a receiver in NFL history. I know he didn't have as many yards as Calvin Johnson did, but he did lead the league in receptions, touchdowns, and yards. I mean, he right. won the wide receiver triple crown. Right, exactly. So it does require a lot of luck in order to be good at fantasy. I will, I will say that. Requires a lot of knowledge, though, too. It, but you have to know what you're doing, and you have to do your homework. Yeah. That's a big thing. We talk, I'm, 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 I'm sure you guys are probably thinking to yourself, well, why the fuck are they talking about mock drafts? This is why. This is why. Because now I have an understanding of, now this is a 10-person league as opposed to a 12-person league that we're going to be doing next Friday. But you have to have an idea of who's going to be there for your picks, and you also have to know, like, okay, this is who these people are picking. This is who I'm picking. Yeah. You have to start to get a, like, like, it involves more than just you pick, you wait for your turn, you pick again. You have to pay attention to what you're doing. Like, you know at the 10th spot, you know that you're going to have your choices between Stephon Diggs, yeah. Dalvin Cook, possibly Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, um, Debo Samuel's going to be there, potentially Jamar Chase on how this draft goes. Yeah. Because, um, dude, Josh Allen might fuck around and go in the first round. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it could happen. It could, yeah. And if that happens, Jamar Chase more than likely falls to you at 10. Yeah. Um, like, dude, there's options for you. Like, you know who is sitting for you there at 10 and 11 on your back-to-back picks. So I can, I can go ahead and tell you right now, because, of course, this... Uh, that, no like, one's going to hear this until after. After the draft, of course. Um, if I had it my way, and if things fall the way I am hoping that it's going to end up falling... Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs, 10 and 11. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Alvin Kamara, 10 and 11. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah. that's that's two good picks. Yeah, I mean... Especially because it's rumored and uh, heavily favored that he's not going to uh, face his suspension until next season. Alvin Kamara, that is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Alvin Al- 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 Kamara is not supposed to get a suspension. Susp- Get a suspension for what happened at the Pro Bowl until next season. Yeah, uh, which is which is very very encouraging for fantasy managers. He's been going up the boards highly since since that was rumored. Yeah, yeah. So Ooh, um, bless you. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, he he's he's that's definitely um on my target list. I have a few other guys who I am going to look to target as well. Yeah. Um, at, like I can tell you who I'm thinking. Okay. 10, 11. 10, 11. because you pick one and then you pick twenty. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Right. So, I mean, you have a lot of... So, I can tell you my first two picks because there's no way in hell you can justify taking Alvin Kamara or Stephon Diggs number one overall. I'm not going to do it. You're fine. Yeah, there, there's... there's. I no, have told you, CMC's going number one. There's no way to justify it. One player who I do refuse to touch in the first two rounds is Debo Samuel. I refuse to touch anybody from that 49ers offense. We talked about, we talked about that earlier. Um, With Trey Lance as the general of that offense, I am just unsure. And see, and, and, and this was the case that I made to you. A lot of people were unsure about what Patrick Mahomes was going to offer as well. Through 50, 50 touchdowns. Through 50 touchdowns, he won MVP. People were curious about Lamar Jackson. Exactly. First year as a starter. Exactly. Won MVP. Won MVP. Um, Trey Lance has a lot of similar, quali- like similar traits to what Patrick Mahomes brings, brings to the offense. Granted, when Patrick Mahomes was in college, Cliff Kingsbury and Texas Tech, they ran the epitome of an air raid offense. 
can we talk about how Cliff Kingsbury coached Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray all in college? Just I just wanted to throw it out there. Okay. Just another little tidbit of uh, just loaded rooms in college football right. history. So a lot of people weren't weren't one hundred percent sure on what was going to happen with Patrick Mahomes when he came out because he like he like gunslinger he could th- he could he could throw the ball a country fucking mile. He had a similar role model, Alex Smith to Jimmy Garoppolo, game manager, dip and dunk, move it down the field. We'll take our medicine when we got to take our medicine. Yep. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to lose you a game. Alex Smith is not going to lose you a game. Alex Smith is a little tentative to throw it. Was a little tentative to throw it downfield. Jimmy Garoppolo was a little tentative to throw it downfield. Wasn't their strong suits of their games? Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't. The two of those guys, they definitely, they definitely rely on the more mental aspect of the game, and and knowing that they're better prepared mentally. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo got to sit behind the greatest quarterback of all time for many, many years. So right, he right. had a great role model. Right. So so they had the opportunity to think about. To, like they're more prepared in the cl- in, in in the film room than they are than they need to be on the field. Yeah. Um, which works out for them. Now with Trey Lance, he can throw the ball a country mile. His running ability is better than Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes can get out of his own way. Exactly. Exactly. Patrick Patrick Mahomes can be a very can be mobile, but Trey Lance is faster than Mahomes is. Yes. I give you um, that, yeah. Yeah, like like stati- like statistically as well. His 40 time is faster, his 3 cone is faster, all that stuff. Um, so he, so he's, he's faster, he's more agile, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is, it's just consistency. Now, the more you, now conventional wisdom tells you, okay, Patrick Mahomes lived up his first year, his full, first full years as starter. Lamar Jackson did the same thing. Jalen Hurts did the same thing. But then on the flip side, Dwayne Haskins did not. Josh Allen did not. Josh, yeah, Josh Allen did year three. Okay, yeah, but year one, his 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 first full year as a starter, Josh Allen did not. After his first full year as a starter, people actually considered, people people were saying that the Bills should consider drafting another quarterback. Don't you look stupid now? Right. He was a late bloomer. It took him two years as opposed to three with some of the other quarterbacks. Yeah. Daniel Jones didn't pan, has not panned out still since. He's on a hot seat, too. Yes. Same thing with Sam Darnold. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. You have quarterbacks that it works for, and then you have quarterbacks that it doesn't work for. It, the, the, the case is there. The ones that it has worked for, instant stardom. Yeah. Instant stardom. Patrick Mahomes is, I hate to say it, he's the best quarterback in the league. Mm. I don't know if he's the best quarterback. You can make the strongest argument for him being considered the best quarterback in the league. Oh, yeah. You can make an argument for him, sure. Lamar Jackson is easily the most electrifying player with a football in his hand. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a Ravens fan, and I like uh, so I'm a little biased about it, but I turn on the Ravens game, and I'm like, I want to watch Lamar Jackson do something cool today. Right. And then he does something cool, and I'm over the moon about it. He's going to do something cool. Jalen Hurts is progressing his way into becoming a star. I said it on an episode before. Ultimately, I think he is my MVP this year. Hey, he's got the weapons to do it. He He doesn't have an excuse. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
And then, uh, and then, of course, Josh Allen, who I think is the only other quarterback you can make an argument for, except for Patrick Mahomes, to be the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I mean, you can make a, you can always make a case for Tom Brady. Um, he's he's obviously not as mobile as those two guys, but throw the football, he's still up there. Well, Aaron well, Rodgers throw the football, he's still up there. Right. Uh, I mean. Justin Herbert, from a from a talent standpoint and the, and a statistical standpoint, he's up there. Very true. We're not here. To, we're not here to discuss that. We can make a case for any yeah. of those guys. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not we're not here to discuss that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the 49ers offense is 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 concerning with not knowing the what not knowing the direction of where they're going to go. Earlier in the preseason, I watched him deliver a seventy five yard strike. Yeah. But then in this past game, they just got shut out by the Texans. Uh huh. So there's a lot of reason for optimism for Trey Lance, but then there's a lot of reason for concern too. I heard a I heard a statement. I was listening to Colin Cowherd. Um, you guys have heard his name mentioned on the podcast quite a few times. Um, he's someone that I listen to in the sports media quite a bit. Um, there's really only two two or three sports media shows that I listen to. Colin Cowherd, the herd is one of them. Um, Get up in the morning, Green Mike Greeny show, um, and then uh, like. NFL Live or whatever on ESPN. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So you guys will hear a lot of uh, a lot of Colin Cowherd on here. But he heard in an interview with uh, their head coach over there, Shanahan, um, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he, Kyle Shanahan said himself, Trey Lance has good practices, and then he'll follow it up with a bad one. That's their head coach coming out and saying that. I mean, but then again, That's a little concerning. Then again, at the same time, I mean, the year before he won MVP, I mean, people were people were concerned about Lamar Jackson because he had three straight days of throwing, of throwing three picks. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of concerns to be had. I mean, I mean, that's why they call it practice for a reason. You're not supposed you don't you, the expectation is not to be perfect in practice, especially in the fucking preseason. Like like it's okay. Like this is the time for you to work out those kinks. Sure. Um. But yeah, ultimately, um, the 49ers offense is concerning. Only person I would consider touching is Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. That's just me personally. And he even scares me because we haven't seen any running backs in that Kyle Shanahan offense have any sort of sustained success. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be Elijah Mitchell. Could be Trey Sermon's gig this year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it, 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 is, it is concerning. Um, but this is... Um, this is why we play it because it gives us something to talk about. I mean, I look forward to fucking fantasy football all year round. Oh yeah. Every year I look forward to it coming up. I'm like, Hey, Hey, Hey. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do about three or four teams every year. Three of them. I play for money. Um, uh, sorry. No, you're good. But while we're talking about um, offensive struggles and we're talking about the 49ers offensive struggles, let's talk about the, the bucks offensive struggles. They cannot, excuse me, Keep an offensive line healthy to save their lives. I mean, dude, right now, their offensive line is looking like Donovan Smith at left tackle. Luke uh, Godik at Lost left me, guard. Robert Hainsey at center. Shaq Mason at right guard. And Tristan Wirfs at right tackle. But Tristan Wirfs is injured. Yeah. I mean, they like they lost Ryan Jensen, they lost Kappa, um, they lost Ali Marpet. He retired. Kappa mm-hmm. went to the Bengals. 
Ryan Jensen uh, is injured and will be out for uh, well, he'll be out for pretty much the entire season. And their backup center, Aaron Steeny, whatever his name is, he's on IR. I mean, they're on a third string center going into week one. So this is the thing. Um, I don't get like they get no sympathy. They get no sympathy because as soon as as soon as they struggle once, one time they struggle, that's going to be the blame. Oh, they're hurt. Yeah. Oh, they're just hurt. That's okay. Did you know they added Akeem Hicks in the offseason? Yeah, I knew that. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just saw that. I was like, that pisses me off. Oh, they're just hurt. They'll be. Uh, it's okay. They're just hurt. They're. Nah. I said it last year. Keep the same energy. Just keep the same energy. We said it when we uh, when we shit on Colin Cowherd. Yeah. When he gave uh, he 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 gave the Chargers a pass without the Ravens. Yeah, and he's like, guys, it's the NFL. People are hurt. Get over it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, but they had all these injuries. Yada, yada, yada. Like, like, just keep, like, I don't, like, I don't care. You got, you, they had a bunch of injuries. It's, it's the NFL. Get over it. Okay. That's fine. Just say it for everybody. Say it for everybody. Like, get over it. It's, yeah. It's football. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, and then another team that I'm concerned about maybe having some offensive struggles is the Dallas Cowboys. They had a huge loss this week. Yeah, Tyron Smith is gonna be is gonna be down for the majority of the year as well. He he, he fractured his kneecap. Oh, no, um, he's gonna be he's gonna be out for the season. He tore his hamstring off the bone. I didn't I didn't I didn't know he tore his hamstring too. Yeah, he tore. All, all, all I knew is that he is that he injured his kneecap as well. So he he tore the hamstring off of the bone at the where it connects at the back of the knee. I could see the look on your face, and it's either you're not a fan of that beer or you're grimacing because you're like, fuck, that hurts. Uh, no, the beer's good. That does sound like it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, they can, ha- they can have all these injuries. End of the day. They weren't going to win the division anyway. No. No, but they, they've lost Tyron Smith now. They lost Leo Collins. He left. Mm-hmm. They lost Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. They lost Cedric That's... Wilson. That's two. That's two of their top three receivers. It, well, it, Cedric Wilson would not have been one of the top receivers had Michael Gallup been healthy all year. Oh yeah, but he wasn't. Well, right. And he's still recovering from those injuries. So he, I mean, Cedric Wilson would have been the number two option for, yeah, for the Cowboys. But he left. He went to Miami. Yeah. Um, and then they lost Randy Gregory on the defensive side, and that's mm-hmm. that's like the big big names that they've lost. Dude, I mean, I. I think Cowboys' expectations got to be pretty low this year. You gotta, you gotta chalk it up to be like, hey, Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott, they're not gonna get us where we want to go. Zeke, <sighs> Zeke's a little washed up. I think, I think personally, uh, this should be closer to a fifty-five, forty-five backfield. Maybe give Zeke fifty-five. He's earned it. Forty-five percent going to Tony Pollard. I think Tony Pollard's got to be. He's got to be much more involved in that backfield. So this is the thing. I think you do need to curb your expe- curb your expectations if you are a Cowboy fan. Um, I'm not saying they're going to have an abysmal year by any means. No, nah, but they missed the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, I think they do, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, NFC just has too many good teams. It does. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, even the Bucs. I'm not saying the Bucs are going to miss the playoffs. I think, th- I think 
in that division, the only team that has a realistic chance of challenging them for that division is the Saints. Well, I think the Saints are a playoff team. I think the Packers are a playoff team. I know in our schedule predictions, it probably doesn't turn out that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think it's the Saints, the Packers, and the Cardinals are the three NFC uh, playoff teams. Saints. You the Packers having a bad year, dude. Yeah, I know. The more I think about it, there's not many other people that are competing for that spot, though. San Francisco. They could. They potentially could. Yeah. Washington. Well, yeah, maybe. We have... A, uh, look, these, this is what we came up to as a collective. I know. I know. We have Washington and Philadelphia finishing with the same record. Can I be honest? What do the first five weeks look like for Washington? Um, at home for the uh, uh, Jags, at Detroit, at home for Philadelphia, at Dallas, at home for Tennessee. And what is the record? Three and two. Okay. Losses to Philly and Tennessee. I think we're going to see Sam Howell at some point this season. Wow, really? He's having a killer preseason. I think, I think he fucks around and takes it from Carson Wentz at some point. That would be a very interesting concept. I think he does. I think Sam Howell plays himself into, or Carson Wentz plays himself out of the starting role. Okay, do you think it's the same way with Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill? Because first five weeks of the season for Tennessee is at home for the Giants, on the road to Buffalo, um, at home for Vegas, at Indianapolis, and then at uh, Washington. We have them going three, or two and three. Heading into the bye week. Okay. What is, uh, what's their record after uh, seven games? Uh, three or three down. Seven games. Not seven weeks, seven games. Uh, three up, four down. Malik Willis is uh, starter of week nine. Four up, three down. I'm sorry. Four up, three down, week nine, heading into Kansas City. And then following up with the game, so I mean, I mean, th- th- so so this is how it would go for Tennessee. So let's just say hypothetically, after week eight, or let's 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 say hypothetically, they're getting killed by the Texans. Okay. They put in Malik Willis and they win the game. Okay. Okay. You want to stick with Malik Willis? That's all good and fine. You got to go on the road to Kansas City, play Denver at home, go to Green Bay, play at home against Cincinnati, and then go on the road to Philadelphia. You get a week off in between against Jacksonville and then you go play against the Chargers. I mean, you got to think at that point, who gives you the best chance at winning? Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis? That's a very good point. And then you also have to keep him, you also have to think to yourself, okay, at what point in the season do we just say, fuck it? We've seen what Ryan Tannehill is. And that offense hasn't gotten better. I know. It's gotten worse. I know. Draylon Burks is not going to be as good as A.J. Brown was. Derrick Henry is not going to be the Derrick Henry of the past three years. Traylon Burks might be a bust. He could fuck He's around. not looking good. He could fuck around and be a bust. I he mean, he's really not looking good. To be fair, Jamar Chase had a case of the drop season in the preseason last year, and he fucked around and had a, a remarkable rookie season. I'll give you that, but Jamar Chase didn't practice with the third teamers. You are not wrong, but Jamar, yeah. Jamar Chase didn't show up to camp out of shape. You're right. Jamar Chase didn't play through the entire first preseason game. You're right. 
Jamar Chase literally just had a case of the drops. That's all good and fine. Adrian Peterson had a fumbling issue, and then he won MVP the next year. Yeah. I'm saying it, the, the, the Tennessee offense have not gotten better. No. They were better when A.J. Brown was there, when it was A.J. Brown and Robert Woods as their one and two. For how long did that last? Well, no, no, no. Robert Woods just got traded there. He hasn't even he hasn't touched the field. Right. Julio well, Jones was there last year. They were they were they were teammates for what a whole two weeks? Maybe. Maybe less. But they they, they had more potential then. They're not better now. They're, We've seen what no, Brian Tannehill can do. No, they're they're really not. I mean this is the thing. At some point it's going to get to it's gonna to get to a point with Derrick Henry where what he has been doing. It's not like what Derrick Henry has been doing is not sustainable, especially for the position that he is at yeah. with him receiving the volume that he is receiving. They do have him a good complimentary piece in Hassan Haskins from Michigan, the rookie that they just drafted. I think it's a good complimentary piece. Hassan Haskins is more of a smaller, shiftier back. He can catch the ball. He kind of reminds me of more of a um, like a Giovanni Bernard kind of guy. Okay, that's all good and fine. but It's a good compliment. That, but it but it gets to a point in the game where if you're down big, Derrick Henry's like irrelevant. He's use he's useless. Exactly, and that is why Malik Willis is going to take over the Titans because Malik Willis at least has the fucking heart to try to win the game. I don't believe Ryan Tannehill does. Uh, okay, that's one thing I will not do. I will not. I will not question his heart. I no. So I don't think. Ryan Tannehill has the heart to try to push the ball downfield and make the throws and will the fucking victory. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Malik I just, Willis will. Malik Willis would just end up playing, end up playing hero ball. Malik will us. I said it. All right, that does it for this week. <laughs> That's good. We got a draft coming up. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I just. I, like, like personally, I would love to see Malik Willis take over. I've been a very, very big advocate for him since the jump. That's not a secret. I've been talking about Malik Willis since December. I'm going to continue talking about him. I also think the the quarterback uh, position is just much more open in Washington than it is in Tennessee. I, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I, re- I really don't. I mean, I think Carson Wentz does does keep a good firm hold on the position. But if he ends up going down or if something happens and they end up putting Sam Howell in for whatever reason, mm. whether 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 it be – I mean, freak things happen. He gets hit too, hit too hard. Bell rings a little bit too much. He can't really see anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, you got to take him out of the game. Just make sure he doesn't have any pr- fucking permanent brain damage. If Sam Howell goes in and Sam Howell lights it up, then that lights a little bit of a raises a little bit of a question. Yeah, I mean it absolutely does, and I think uh, I think Ron Rivera's seat is a little bit warmer than Mike Vrabel's. Yeah, I don't think Mike Vrabel's seat is warm. I, it might be one of the coolest in the leagues. I think it's heating up. I think it is heating up. But I don't think I don't think it's one of the hotter seats in the league. I think it's. He he he's okay right now. He might have one of the coolest seats in the league. Yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of teams that do have a cooler seat than he is. But I mean, I mean, the thing that remains is okay. Yeah, we go ten and seven every year. Great. Okay, well I don't want you to go ten and seven. I want you to win the damn Super Bowl. 
at some point, mediocrity is just not going to fly. It's the same thing with the Steelers. Great. You haven't had a losing season in how long? Fantastic. Fantastic. Good for you. But then again, you guys aren't really doing anything to wow the league. How many playoff wins do you have in uh, the past decade? Yeah. What, three? Maybe. Yeah. How many Super Bowls do you have? One? Maybe. Last decade? Yeah. Ravens have more. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, they don't have one. Yeah. Ravens do. Great. You haven't had a losing season. That's fantastic. If you ask us the same question next season, we won't have any. Precisely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, great. You haven't had a losing season. That's fantastic. Have fun being middle of the road. Right. Honestly, I'm not even, I, I can't even be too hateful about it because, I mean, Ravens have kind of been the same way. We've won, we've won a couple of playoff games. But, past decade. <clears throat> but then again, the Ravens are not mediocre. No. The Ravens have a very competitive defense. Their offense is one of the most dynamic in the league. I mean, you could say that about the Steelers for many years with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Right. They couldn't get it done then. I mean, yeah, they couldn't get it done then, but, hey, they had a fire defense. They had a very good defense. They had a, they had a pretty explosive offense with those two. I mean, but it, I mean, it's, it, it's Super Bowls. How many rings do you have on your fingers, and how recent are they? Right. End of the day, I mean, I mean that, that, that's all that teams want. That's all, that's all they want. But... Not saying he's going to get fired this year, but Vrabel's seat is going to start getting a little warmer. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you're if you're the Bucks, if you're the Rams, and you're the Chiefs, you can talk about as much shit as you want because you are the past three Super Bowl winners. Mm-hmm. You can talk about as much shit as you want. Yeah. Kind of outside of that, I mean, come this after this next Super Bowl win, unless it's Kansas City, all right, you can't really talk as so much shit. You know, it was four years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, Andy Reid is in no danger whatsoever of ever being fired by the Chiefs. He might have the second coolest seat behind Belichick. McVay. Belichick has a cooler seat than McVay. I don't even consider Belichick because he's going to retire after the season, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, th- I think he will too. <laughs> um, while we're talking about it, while we're talking about the Bucks and we're talking about Belichick, we're talking about the Patriots and everything like that, um... Dana White was on uh, and had the Gronkowskis on a uh, UFC um, like show, stream, Pre- pre-fight show, pre-fight show, whatever. And Dana White dropped the story. Gronk confirmed it that Dana White brokered a deal to have Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady go and sign with the Las Vegas Raiders to the point that the deal was damn near done. Tom Brady was looking for houses in Las Vegas until John Gruden blew it up and said, "Now nah, we don't want them. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow. Then next year, the year that Tom Brady and Gronkowski were supposed to be in Vegas, yeah, Tom just won a Super Bowl in Tampa. And, uh, didn't, no, home, no, Gruden got fired last year. Yeah, Gruden got fired last year. Yeah. For... Wild emails. Wild emails, yeah. Just to put it nicely. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy to me, man. I'm sure most of you guys have already heard the story at this point, but that's just that's just wild to me. John Gruden was like, nah, I like having Derek Carr and Darren Waller. 
I don't want Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it's not like he has two scrubs at the position. No, I mean, Derek Carr and Darren Waller aren't scrubs by any sense of the imagination. But, but, then, but then again, if their careers ended the day, they wouldn't be Hall of Famers. Nope, and Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady sure as tits would. Yeah. God bless. I mean, I mean, I mean, John Gruden really said no to two of the top, two of the top five players to ever play their position. Yeah, wild to me. Yeah, wild to me. While we're talking about, uh, I mean, we were just talking about the Rams. We're talking about Super Bowl wins and everything like that. Did you see fucking Aaron Donald at the uh, practice with the Bengals? That's bad. Aaron Donald. There's a video of Aaron Donald wielding a Bengals helmet. Two. The second one came later. He was wielding a Bengals helmet and bashing somebody on the head with it, kind of similar to what you saw Miles Garrett do, except this time it was just an entire pack around. There's no, there's no rumors about who he was hitting with the helmet, whose helmet he was holding, or if he was hitting somebody with or without a helmet, whereas you could definitively tell that Miles Garrett had Mason Rudolph's helmet and was trying to hit Mason Rudolph with his own helmet. Not sure I did. Yes. Thank you. Um... Aaron Donald got pushed to the ground and shoved out of the pile. Um, and yeah, and then he somehow got his hands on a second helmet. Aaron Donald was wielding two Bengals helmets as a fucking weapon in look, a joint practice. Look, that's a very bad mark in the league. That looks bad. Yeah, I don't think the Ravens have had a joint practice this year. No. And I'm happy about it. Look, I mean, joint practices can be a really, really good thing. They really can be. Yeah, they can be really, they're really good for your team. Yeah, but then again, at the same time... It's a little you, more competitive than just playing your own you guys. you have shit like this happen... I mean, every single joint practice that I've heard of, there's been a fight at. Remember that joint practice between the uh, the Texans and the Redskins years ago with DeAndre Hopkins yeah, and DeAndre uh, Hopkins, D- D'Angelo da- Hall? Damn near ended D'Angelo Hall's career. D'Angelo Hall was t- bucking up to D-Hop, and D-Hop said, I don't fear nobody but God, boy. I don't fear nobody but God. Next play. He told him, don't, don't, put, don't put your hands on me. I'm a, I'm a grown man just like you. And D'Angelo Hall just kept talking. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And he's like, strap him up. And Next he, play. And he almost broke D'Angelo Hall's leg. Next play. D'Angelo Hall's getting carted off the field. Right. Yeah. That's a wild story to think about, too. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. It's, it's crazy to think that that's Bill O'Brien. He was not a top five wide receiver in the league. God bless. But look, that's a re- that's a really really bad mark in the league. I mean, Miles Garrett was suspended indefinitely. Granted, he did that for the entire nation to watch. Yeah, I mean, this was a joint practice. Obviously, there was cameras on it, as we see, because the video was leaked. But that looked like a cell phone video, not like a camera video. Um, right. But I know that there was cameras there. Um, yeah, dude, it's uh, doesn't look good. Aaron Donald's definitely gonna face a suspension. Oh, for sure. I was just about to say. I was just about to say to you, not not if. How long is his suspension? Minimum of eight games. Minimum. Look, Calvin Ridley got suspended an entire season for a harmless bet. Yeah. Deshaun Watson should have gotten an entire season. Only got eleven games, and he's a fucking predator. Aaron Donald is literally trying to cause physical harm to. One, if not two or three or four people. So here's the thing. Miles Garrett was suspended indefinitely. He was fined uh, $45,623. That's a very exact number. It is. 
Um, and then he was later. Um, this happened week eleven of two thousand nineteen. He was reinstated by the league February twelfth of two thousand and twenty. So he ended up sitting out the final seven weeks of the season. Can I be honest with you. I think Aaron Donald just retires. He was talking about it. He got that contract extension. This happened. He's gonna be like, yeah, fucking him out. Which is crazy because this is the last thing that Aaron Donald is gonna do in his career. I think he retires, but this is the last thing that people remember him for. Not the Super Bowl win, but this. It doesn't taint his legacy, but it's not a good look. That's not a good look. It doesn't taint his legacy whatsoever because I think he's one of the top five defensive. He's one of the top five most dominant defensive players we've ever seen. He, he's probably one of the top five most impactful defensive linemen we've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and I mean, dude, I mean, there's a ton of guys up there. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is it's it's a really really bad look. Um, I think he's uh, he's definitely in line for a suspension. Yeah, Miles Garrett was suspended for for eight games. It, it also happened towards the end of the season. So right. they were like, ah, it, the rest of the season. It, ha- it happened week 11. Yeah. Um, they didn't make the playoffs. That team was a mess anyway. Yeah, that was a disaster. Um, so, yeah, I think he's at least looking at an eight-game suspension. I think he'll appeal and get six. I don't know. I don't know if they, I don't know if they, I don't know if they give him anything when they appeal. The the I mean I mean I I I think I think if he does appeal he'll get he'll get it back down to six because the one time the one other recorded time where somebody was swinging a fucking football helmet to cause harm on another player that player was suspended for six games. There was only six games left in the season, but he was still suspended for six games. The thing is, is I don't think. I don't think uh, Miles Garrett has had nearly as many like fines and everything like that that uh, Aaron Donald has had. Like, there's been like there's been, there's been other videos of him like coming up behind the player for the Forty Nine ers, grabbing by the back of the neck and throwing him to the ground. You don't see that out of Miles Garrett. Miles mm. Garrett has a controlled anger. Aaron Donald preaches controlled anger and then does this. Now, of course, the whole thing with Miles Garrett that was rumored because Mason Rudolph dropped a uh, dro- racial slur. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, said a, a racial slur to Miles Garrett. That that that's what that's what the rumor of the whole thing that started is. I I believe it. I feel like it's the only reason that Miles Garrett gets that angry. Yeah, I either mean, that or he mentions his children. Which either way. I feel like that's the only two reasons Miles Garrett gets that angry that he decides he wants to hit him with his own helmet. Yeah. I think that's the only two ways that Miles Garrett gets that angry. Either way, Mason Rudolph kind of deserved it. I'm just going to say it. Don't be racist. Don't bring people's children into it. You do one of those two things, you deserve to get hit. Right. Right. I said it. I um, meant it. But yeah, Aaron Donald's definitely going to get suspended. I don't know for how long. That'll be, that'll, that'll be the question. I think they make him do anger management. I don't know. Goose for a boss. I don't know what that means. It's from Anger Management. Oh. The Adam Sandler movie. I haven't seen it in so long. Oh. Maybe you should. Also, I'm going to... I'm, I don't, I, I don't want to talk about this, but I, I am going to say something. Matt Arise is a fucking monster. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not going to go into it. You can look it up if you want to. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah. We've already but, talked about too much negative shit on here. I know. But Matt Arise is a fucking monster. I think it needs to be... Released by the Bills. 
the quote unquote punt god. Yeah, yeah, no way. Fuck out of here. Big W for the Ravens. Shout out Jordan Stout. I don't even think the Ravens knew about that, but I think the reason they took him is because he already had previous experience as a holder at Penn State. Yeah, yeah, that too. And, and plus, I saw in an interview that he said that he has like 13 different fonts. That's incredible. That's dope. <laughs> like, Sam Cook was a fucking, uh, he was a magician with how he punted the ball too. And see, you know, the whole, see, with, with Sam Cook was kept on. Yeah, he's a coach. If shit hits the fan, we have an emergency punter. Push comes to shove. If push comes to shove. Best yeah. punter in NFL history. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame like Ray Guy is. Ray Guy's a fucking Hall of Famer. Well, I just don't think there's much love for, for punters in general. Oh, punters and kickers. Yeah. Well, Justin Tucker made the top 100 list. I know. Finally. First kicker since like 2006 or some shit like that. Yeah. Some, it, was, it was a while. Since Seabass. Yeah. It had to have been. Sebastian Janikowski was the only good kicker in 2006. Yeah. Well, I think, that, isn't that... Oh, Lord have mercy. I think I caught. Sheesh. All right. All right. Um, just for uh, just for time's sake here, because we're sneaking up on it, um, I say we skip the schedule predictions because we don't have much left, and it's not going to take much time next week. Um, so I say we hold off on that for now. What do you think? And then just, you know, next week, hey, next week's going to be right before... Well, no, we'll have a... We'll have a regular season game to talk about. Sure. Thursday Night Football. Uh, Rams and Bills. I don't think so, buddy. No? Do they have a week off? Do they really? I don't think. So it's Thursday. Okay. Told you. Sure. Gotcha. Hey, hey, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. Um... So let's bounce over to... Uh, no, t- we won't. September 8th. Tits McGee. <laughs> Titty McGee. Titty McGee. That's a fun game. You guys don't know about that one. Couldn't say how to play it. Nope. Actually, I could. No, I'm just kidding. Somebody has rules. I think Timber does. Maybe Ty does. Is it TJ? One of them do. I don't know. Let's bounce over to the MLB here. A little check-in. Um, yeah. In uh, in recent news, the Yankees suck and Dodgers are cool. Um <laughs> No, but seriously, the Dodgers, no one's talking about them. You know the Dodgers have won f- are, uh, 41 and 9 in their last 50 games? It's crazy, man. That's insane, dude. That is just an insane statistic. Now, per- personally, for the, for the NL MVP, I think Paul Goldschmidt is running away with it. Oh, it's lock and key, Paul Goldschmidt. I don't think anybody touches him. Uh, but Freddie Freeman's making a case. Freddie Freeman, he, he's trying, and you know he's working towards it, but Paul Goldschmidt just checks off every single box. He has the batting average. He has the RBIs. He has the home runs. Um, he has the run like like it, Paul Goldschmidt just has it lock and key. I don't think I don't think Freddie Freeman can can get to him mm-hmm. now. Excuse me. I think uh, I think personally, Aaron Judge probably has AL MVP locked up a little bit better. He's had that thing for fucking months. I I think I think Paul Goldschmidt has that lock and key. Um. But I think Aaron Judge is, is a safer bet. So if you are a betting man, um, I'd put it on Aaron Judge. I mean, the odds are probably he's probably like minus ten thousand at this point. Uh it's not that it's not that low, but it's low. It's low. So you're not gonna make a ton of profit, but you might make a penny if you bet a hundred thousand dollars. Um Um also this is something that I just saw right now. Um you know how you know how they um the stat cast they keep track of um Oh, my God. Are you looking at O'Neal's home run? 
No, he hit a ball so hard that it literally lined off the right field wall and he was held to a single. Yeah, he hit the ball. 122.4 miles an hour. Yeah, it's the hardest hit ball in StatCast history. Yes, I was just... I was yeah, just, that's, I thought it was a home run, but I guess not. No, no, he, no, he, banged, he banged it off the wall. You know he also threw a ball from shortstop at 98 miles an hour? I seen him do it from like, a, like, like 101 miles an hour. Yeah, he's, he's insane. That dude just hit the ball hard. He could throw the ball hard. He just balls yeah, hard. I just, I, just, I just had to put that out there. Also, in the game, uh, they ended up losing to Atlanta 14-2. It's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Houston has taken over the number one seed in the AL. They're three and a half games above the Yankees. Um, and it's pretty much a two-team race at that point. Tampa Bay is in third, 11 games out. Toronto's 11 and a half. Seattle's 12 and a half. Cleveland is 13 and a half. And Baltimore <coughs> is 15 out. Um, uh-huh. Hold on. Uh, and in the National League, um, the Dodgers have the number one seed over there. They're seven and a half games above the Mets, nine and a half above uh, the Braves, 15 above uh, St. Louis, and uh, 17 above Philly. At this point, I mean, realistically, I think the Mets might be the only team that, uh, that can catch them. Maybe Atlanta, but I think the Mets more so just because they have Jacob deGrom and uh, Max Scherzer. Catch who, the Dodgers? Yeah. Mm. Maybe oh, the okay, only okay. team. Oh, yeah. The only team that has a chance at it. Um, I mean, and they just have a lot of offense. Um, and we're just going to take a peek at the wild card here. Um, I know this is probably what a lot of people were looking forward to. Tampa Bay currently holds the top wild card spot, um, and they are sixty nine and fifty five. Toronto is a game back at sixty eight and fifty five. Seattle's currently holding on to the third spot, sixty eight and fifty seven. Um, so Tampa Bay is a game and a half above Seattle. And uh, Toronto is a game above Seattle. And Baltimore is nipping at the heels at two and a half games back. Um, it's really anybody. It's really between Tampa Bay, Toronto, Seattle, Baltimore, Minnesota, and Chicago at this point. I think anybody else down from Boston down don't really have a shot. I think I think it's that those six teams there. Um, and I think even Chicago, eh. I don't think I don't really think they're in it, um, just because they they have a run differential of minus thirty two. Yeah, um, I mean I mean plus the way that they lost to the Orioles the other night, um, putting in their all star putting putting in arguably the best closer in baseball. Yeah, he's been he's been a top tier closer for many and many years. To have a rookie who's played nine career games hit a home run off you to tie the ninth. It's pretty demoralizing for your team when you're already kind of struggling to begin with. That was the last strike of the game, too. Yeah. Like, Kyle Stowers had, um, it was well, two Kyle, outs. Kyle Stowers should have, lined, should, have, should have flown out into foul territory on the first pitch. But the ball was dropped. Yep. By asshole in left field. By the guy in left field, and he was charged with an error. <coughs> two pitches later, he hit his first career home run. Kyle Stowers with two outs in an 0-2 count. Took one of the best closers, if not the best closer in baseball, yard yep. to tie the game up in the bottom of the ninth. The Orioles ended up winning in the bottom of the eleventh. Anthony Santander hit a shot over the center fielder's head. He was playing in anyway to uh, hopefully, if there was a ground ball, throw uh, Cedric Mullins out at home. Good luck, have fun. Um, Anthony Santander is too damn strong. Put it over your head, and, and Cedric Mullins scored anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. So right. Baltimore's dude, they're they're right there in it. Two and a half games out of that last spot. 
That's a team I don't think many people want to see if they do make the playoffs. Um, they do have a positive run differential, and that's why I don't think. That's why I ultimately think uh, the White Sox. The White Sox. I don't know what that accent was. White, White Sox. Sox. I don't think they get it done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I I agree. Um, I mean, the, I mean, the Orioles are just they're just they're they're on another level. I mean, right now since May eighteenth, May eighteenth, um. If the season started May 18th for the Baltimore Orioles, they would be 51 and 35. They had the best record in the division at that time. They're 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 two and a half games up on Toronto. Yep. So the only team that has a better record than Baltimore over the same time is Houston. Yeah. So. Look, the Orioles, the, the Orioles are a very, very dangerous team. Um, I think they ultimately do find a way to get, to get into the playoffs. I hope so. Um, I just um. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm just um. I'm just amazed with how the Orioles are playing. I re- I re- I really really am. I mean, this is I mean, you and I were talking about it earlier. I've never been so invested in a team in my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking up prospects. I'm looking up the pipeline. I'm I'm looking at who's potentially coming up. I have notifications turned on to see when Gunnar Henderson makes his appearance if he makes his appearance. Still up in the air. I hope he does. We'll see. Um, I think they're a little hesitant to start his clock, um, especially after start, starting D.L. Halls, um, Kyle Stowers, and Adley Rutschman's all this year. They're probably going to wait for him and uh, Grayson Rodriguez next year, Colton Kowser as well, because um, the last thing you want to do is have to pay all four of those young guys the same time. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna hurt the, pay, the, the payroll a little bit, but. We are, we're closing in on the end of the episode here because we're running out of time. Uh, so let's bounce over to the NBA here. We got a few things. Um. Yes. Yeah, so. So I mean. I mean. The, the the biggest thing that has happened over the last two weeks. Um. The NF the NFL NBA <laughs> free agency can now finally resume now that Kevin Durant has officially. Um. I don't know if he's necessarily agreed to terms to stay. I think that's just absolutely in asinine. The but but. I will say there have been so there I don't know how many of these are factual or not, but there have been a couple of there have been some leaks about some things that um teams weren't willing to part with. I'm trying to pull it up now so I can so I can just say what they were. Um so the teams that were involved, uh the Raptors, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Heat, and the Celtics. Uh the Raptors didn't want to move on from Scotty Barnes, who was the reigning rookie of the year. Yeah. The Pelicans uh, did not want to move on from Brandon Ingram. The Grizzlies did not want to give up Jaron Jackson or Desmond Bain. The Heat were not going to trade Bam out of bio, and the Celtics did not want to include Marcus Smart or Robert Williams in the trade. The Celtics were the most talked about, and I guess rightfully so, because they're the most relevant. Um, Yeah. Dude, I personally think the Pelicans are fucking stupid. Well, regardless, I mean, I think, um, you know, they, the, um, the Nets are really starting off bad. 
Yeah, I mean, they're like, do they have any like team chemistry? No, because KD wanted to trade, and then uh, Kyrie's like, well, what the fuck? I'm not doing this. I want out too. They yeah. ended up not trading either of them. KD is like, hey, I want the GM and the head coach fired. The owner said, no, no. KD's like, all right, I'll come back. Right. Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I love that's like it's like you 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 get you go to the bar, and uh you just swing on the the big guy at the bar, the fucking mountain man at the bar. You hit him, and he like barely flinches, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He, he he punches you once, and you wake up in a hospital three days later. Under intensive care. <laughs> yeah, in the ICU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the Nets are kind of going to be are kind of going to be a dumpster fire. You know, it's 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 crazy how just a few just a few months ago i mean you were saying that they had a legitimate chance to be a dark horse in the, in the in the playoffs i thought they did i think now they're i think they'll end up blowing it up halfway through the season yeah they probably will I mean, they just had all the talent i mean they, they had i mean you have Kyrie and you have kd you have to like your chances at um i mean they don't play the best defense but they can score the shit out of the ball yeah um bless you thank you so yeah it's um it's a shit show. Another guy to be, uh, he's been talked about to be rumored and moved and everything like that, um, is uh, Lakers guard Russell Westbrook. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah, they come in twos. Yeah, um, him being moved is kind of, uh, it's kind of looking a little bit better now that the Lakers have traded for Patrick Beverly, which is shocking to me. I didn't think that. I didn't. I never envisioned Patrick Beverly as a Laker while LeBron James is still there. Yeah. Um. So they ended up, get, which th- this is the thing that really gets me. They gave up Stanley Johnson and they gave up Taylor Horton Tucker. I don't understand why you wouldn't con- you wouldn't trade Taylor Horton Tucker for Kevin Durant, but you will for. F- I think it was Kyrie. It, I, they wanted THT for, and a few other pieces for Kyrie. Okay, so do it. You I, give up TH, I agree. You give up THT for Patrick Beverly? No, I agree. Uh, look, I, Patrick Beverly's in the league. He's an absolute menace to society. Um, he is a f- menace, just in period. But on, but on a scale of who's the better guard, Kyrie Irving is a better guard than Patrick Beverly is. Patrick Beverly's a better defender. I'll give you that. Patrick Beverly also mauls the hell out of whoever he's defending. But Kyrie Irving can get a bucket wherever, however, yeah. whenever. Yeah. It's, um... It's a head scratcher for sure. Yeah, I mean, considering you're going to have to compete with uh, Golden State and Phoenix is probably the those are probably the top two spots. But then, but I mean, then again, I mean, it's one of those things where okay, you have, I mean, the West is so guard heavy. Steph, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, um, John Morant, John John Morant, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell. Luka Doncic. I also saw rumors about uh, the Lakers being in, in talks for Donovan Mitchell. I think he ultimately ends up going to the Knicks. I saw I saw that, and then it was like, hey, we traded for Patrick Beverly. I'm like, well, that seemed like we kind of missed the mark because there. Because the Knicks said that they'd be, they would be willing to include R.J. Barrett. Hmm. Which, is, which that makes it a big deal now. Yeah, it does make it a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It's 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 very very confusing. Very confusing. I don't know why they do. It. I don't know why they did it. Um. Yeah. 
doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, no, not at all. Um, and then just to round out the episode here, because like I said, we are coming up on uh, on the timeline here. Um, it's not looking good for OKC. Yeah. So so their so their number one their first round draft pick Chet Holmgren was playing in a pro am game. He tried guarding LeBron and he stumbled and uh, came up limping. Um, the game ended up getting canceled halfway through anyway due to humidity in the gym. Interesting. Um, yeah, a lot of people thought it was canceled because he got hurt. That wasn't the case at all. Uh, but it has since came out that uh, Chet Holmgren is going to miss the entire season due to a Lisfranc injury. Um, what a Lisfranc injury is, it's an injury to your foot. It's where one or more of your metatarsals, which are your bones, are displaced from your tars, which is the actual bone in your foot. Yes. So, pretty much, if you like, if you can envision an X-ray of your foot, just picture your, just picture the bones that are holding your toes shifted on your foot. So, in layman's terms, his whole foot is displaced. Yes. He has a broken foot. He fucked up his foot. It, it like, 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 this is a bad injury. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely done for the season. He's going to have to take his time. I mean, we saw how long it took Zion Williamson to get back, but damn, Zion Williamson's got a good 180 pounds on Chet Holmgren. Yeah, like, it's, it's, um, it's not good. It's, 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 it's definitely not good at all. It's going to take, it's going to take a lot of time for him to heal. I know the whole weight thing, him being undersized, that was a big, um, that was a big, uh, big concern heading forward. Now that he's starting to have injury problems, Big men with injury problems in their lower body has always been a really, really big problem in the league. Yeah. I.e., take Joel Embiid. I mean, he was really the guy who broke the mold. Yeah. But Greg Oden. Yep. Yao Ming. Yep. Those are, those are just two examples of guys who've had a lot of, who had bad injury problems when they were that tall, had that much pressure coming down on their, on their feet, on their legs, all that stuff. Um, so it's not, not a good injury if you're an Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Nope. No, it's not. Yeah. Bless Ooh, you. This, this beer got me burpy. Yeah, it's got me a little burpy, too. Man. But, Bobby, it's good to be back with you, dog. Uh, we had a good first episode back. Yep. I got a little rushed at the end there because we got a draft coming up, but... Um, well, we would we wouldn't have to rush through it if somebody didn't if somebody didn't get randomly assigned the first overall pick. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. Right, it's not my fault. It was right. randomly assigned. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you guys next week. Yep. Um, we'll round out the uh, the schedule predictions on the NFL. Um, we'll talk a little bit more preseason football. Give you a little uh, rundown of how this draft went. Kind of review our draft coming up next Friday and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll let you guys know how the draft went. Um, CMC number one overall pick. You guys already know it. Yep. I'm going to win the league this year. <laughs> Stop the cap. Hey, easy. I love you. <laughs> I love you. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Y'all stay safe. Make good decisions. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.